Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody. Punches and Punchlines is back, bringing you all the action from this past weekend. We had, uh, you know, a fight on Friday. We had a fight on Saturday. It was uh, some overall good action. I'd say probably Saturday topped it off. Friday was a uh, was a nice little appetizer leading yeah. into a, a great night on Saturday. Let's get into it. What do you think? Sounds good. Let's go on ahead and do this. Jose Ramirez, twenty nine years old, coming in at twenty six and one versus. Jose Pedraza, 32 years old, coming in at 29 and 3. Now, spoiler alert for anybody who did not see this fight. It was a unanimous decision for Jose Ramirez. He was coming off his first career loss to Josh Taylor. Heard of that guy. Yeah. I thought this was a nice bounce back for Jose Ramirez. I thought it was equally as kind of a letdown for Jose Pedraza. I've seen him perform way better in the past. Mm. And I don't know, every judge had it 116, 112. I don't even know if I saw it that close, but <laughs> I'm not going to argue it, especially since I wasn't scoring all the way along. But I thought that Ramirez pretty much had control of this fight. Pedraza did take some of the middle rounds, without a doubt. Yeah. But at no point did I think that Ramirez was in jeopardy of losing this fight. Yeah, I thought it was a really nice bounce back victory for him. You know, if Josh Taylor does go up to 147, like he's saying he's going to, I can't see why Jose Ramirez can't be fighting for those 140 pound belts here pretty soon. Yeah, he looked really good. His defense was amazing. He kept pressing early in the fight, and I think that's what kind of set that dominance early in the fight. I did give him the third round, or I gave Pedraza the third round. Ramirez had all the rest, and then, yeah, those middle rounds happened. It was kind of weird. It was like the sixth, seventh, eighth round, and Pedraza just started landing this left hook at will. Like, he would throw it, and it was like that was the only punch that would get through. And so it was working for him. And then luckily for Ramirez, he adjusts. He's able to kind of figure out how to work around it. And then he just closes out nice and strong. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, because I know uh, sometimes you skip through the in between the rounds. Uh, Absolutely. Good goodness. And I usually do as well. However, in the seventh round, between the seventh and the eighth round, round ends, they go to their corners. Did you see the power outage? I did not. So they're in their corners. They're sitting down on the stools. Lights go out. Lights come back on, and it's Sting with the baseball. But no, that would have been that was on Sunday at the wrestling AEW pay per view. Uh, no, it it was funny because the power went out, but apparently it killed like a lot of ESPN's connections and their fees for different stuff. And so they come back on for the eighth round, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we apologize. Andre Ward isn't. We haven't established a connection with him because of the power outage, and and the clock isn't working, and this isn't working, that isn't working, and it forced the announcers to actually announce the fight. Like they weren't cutting to different bullshit and picture in picture. It was just the fight, no clock. Though I was there in person, and I actually liked it better. I was like, I kind of like not knowing how much time is left in the round. Yeah, it's a good thing I have an alibi for that night because any any fight without Andre Ward is going to be a plus for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, 
that's definitely addition by subtraction there. He was a wonderful fighter, but I, I do not enjoy his commentary when he's calling fights. If they did Bernardo Ozuna and Tim Bradley for the whole thing, I would be the happiest man. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they, they all came back on eventually and ruined everything, Fritz. They ruined everything, but it was it was a good fight. And you know what? I think the thing that I liked the most about this fight, I don't know that I saw a single clutch or a single hug or a single, there was no grabbing in this fight. And I get it. Like that's part of boxing and fighters should be able to know when to go on ahead and clutch the guy and, and buy themselves some time. But these dudes just stood there and beat the hell out of each other. in what I thought was a great way to kick off the weekend with the fighting. I totally appreciated all of that. Mark Castro, 22 years old, coming in at five and O versus Julio Madera, 23 years old, coming in at three and one. <laughs> This fight turned out to be a lot harder for Castro than I think he thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> they kept saying they wanted another step up in competition, and uh, they got it in the second round when he got knocked down. They, that was not a flash knockdown. You no. know, Castro got rung and hit the mat, jumped up right away, which is kind of uh, a novice move, you know, <laughs> like a, a vet as stung as he was. Would have got to a knee, waited for eight, and then got up, you know, just to give himself that extra second of rest. But he got up right away. And to his credit, in that second round, there was still plenty of time left. He was able to kind of move on, get on his bike and get away, clutch a couple times, survive that second round. And then he came out in the third like it never happened. Yeah, It was uh, pretty wonderful. Watching Mark Castro fight is a treat. Like, the kid is super talented. He's very fast. He's got good defense. He just got timed with a shot and it landed square and it put him to the mat. I'd much rather watch him fight than look him up on box rec. Cause I don't know if you've ever seen his box rec <laughs> uh, for anybody who's not seen his photo on box rec. You gotta, it, you gotta go there. Search Mark Castro on box rec. It is probably the worst photo I've ever seen. He almost looks like Frankenstein. Like if you drew in some bolts on the side of his neck, it, it wouldn't look out of place at all. Uh, well, he has giant yeah. teeth, Fritz. His teeth are huge. And in his box rec picture, he's not smiling. He should have he's smiled. He's not smiling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He His box rec picture is. He's not smiling ridiculous. because he's like, who just stole the bolts off of my neck? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of how he looks, I maybe it's just me, but they kept talking about his dad and about his gym and his trainers. Uh, I was waiting for them to say that his dad is Elon Musk because he's we've seen him before. But he looks more like Elon Musk this time than he has in the past. I don't you don't really see it in the box rec picture, but when he's showing his giant teeth, yeah, I, I can't not see Elon Musk. I was waiting to see like Tesla and uh cryptocurrency advertisements on his boxing trunks. He's Elon Musk's kid. I don't care what anybody says, but he doesn't fight like Elon Musk. He looks really good in this fight. When he got knocked down, I was totally shocked. But even before the knockdown, I'm looking at Julio Madera and I'm thinking, does he know he's not supposed to be beating the hell out of Mark Castro? Does he know he's not like the money guy here? I would love to see him fight again. Came, Me in, too. From, came in from Mexico City, big old chest tattoo and uh, just would not stop. It was nonstop action. He was throwing crazy punches. At no point did I ever think he was out of it. I was waiting for another knockdown to be shocked. When when Castro hit the mat, I was shocked. I couldn't Me believe too. it was great. I, I loved the whole fight. You say it all the time that you can become a fan of somebody in a loss. 
Julio Madera, I had no idea anything about him. Can't wait to see him again. I hope he pops up on the radar again because this dude was game for this fight and it was so entertaining to watch. But I also do feel like the decision was correct. You know, Castro ended up taking the decision. He won all the rest of the rounds. But even with that being said, it's because he's just a really good boxer. He's an extremely talented dude. You could see that he was just a slight level above Madeira, but I, I want to see both of these guys again, even if it's against each other. It was a really fun fight, and I'm looking forward to see where both of them go. Yeah, we won't see him up against each other. Uh, Castro's like, no, I already beat that dude. What do I have to gain by doing it again? But I think Madeira looks you know, good enough that he will get another, another shot at a card, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll get some more fights for sure. Maybe he'll actually fight Elon Musk next. Diego Pacheco, 21 years old, coming in at 13 and O versus Jean Palana, 28 years old, coming in at nine, three and one. <laughs> this was a fun fight. If you got time for anybody that hasn't seen this and has the zone, Check this out. It was a fun little two rounder. You get to see an up and coming kid, you know, Diego Pacheco taking on what looks like an eighties movie super villain, you know, like <laughs> not the super villain, but like the guy you're everybody's rooting against the whole movie. The wealthy antagonist of every eighties movie is what Jean Polana looked like. Yeah, it was almost like that 80s movie ending, too, because (laughs) Jekyll put his lights out, dude. Like, he knocked him down, I think, in the first as well. But then in in that second, he hit him. Polana goes down, and it looked really close to being hit while he was down. Yeah. You know, there was was another shot that landed, and uh, then the ref was like, all right, that's it. I love that you said that because so he, he lands the one punch, and you see his eyes literally cross like home alone style, like mm-hmm. when they get hit with an iron and they make a silly face, except for it wasn't silly. Cause he actually got destroyed on that one punch. He starts going down as he's going down, catches a second punch. And then that third one, I'm 99.9% positive. He was straight up sitting on the ground, caught that last punch at the very least. You could say it was close. And then nobody said anything about it. Not the announce team, not the ref, not the, Nobody, not the corner. Like everybody was like, oh yeah, he was already dead halfway down. It doesn't matter. I'm sitting here wondering, like, am I going crazy? Is, you know, if I bring it up to Fritz, is he going to be like, nah, you're wrong again. That's a bunch of bullshit and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then I feel like I missed something. So the fact that you said it first, I love it. I feel like some kind of validation. Yeah. If he was off the mat, it wasn't by much. Like you wouldn't have been able to get uh, like a thick piece of paper underneath his knee before it hit the ground on that second shot. You know, like a Ritz cracker would definitely be too thick. He would have been on that, but you know, maybe just your regular sheet of, you know, printer paper, no manila paper, manila paper. He would have touched that one too. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty brutal, but, but at the same time, it was a lot of fun. Like to see like I said, his eyes were crossed. When he caught that last one, when he was already on the ground, sitting in the ropes, his eyes crossed more. If that's even possible, <laughs> it was a brutal knockout. Yeah. Nobody said anything. Cause even the, the announcers and everybody was rooting against them. They're like, ah, this is that <laughs> bad eighties guy. We don't like him. Like how dare he take his girl? We all know who she really likes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether this was before the Diego Pacheco fight or right after it, they had the moment of silence. And the 10 bells for two trainers that had uh, recently passed away. There was some lunatic just fucking screaming through the whole thing. 
And I just wanted to, you know, make mention that if that's your time to get some screen time, you're an asshole. Like, I uh, I don't hope you die, but I hope you get really bad hemorrhoids and are just uncomfortable for the rest of your life. It's you're, It was really low life, and I hated it. Was it like just random screaming or like actual words? Because I missed that part. One guy just screaming like a lunatic. I couldn't make out any of it. But after, you know, Diamante asked for the moment of silence and then they started ringing the bell, a guy just screamed throughout it. Yeah, fuck that guy. Mauricio Lara, 24 years old, coming in at 23, 2, and 1, versus Emilio Sanchez, 27 years old, coming in at 19 and 1. <laughs> this was my favorite fight of the weekend, bar none. If you're only going to watch one of the fights from this weekend, check this one out. It was certainly great. It uh, started out all Lara, all right? Lara scores a, a heavy knockdown in the first round with just a, a beautiful right that just connects right on the button and puts uh, Sanchez down. Now, in the second round, Sanchez gets caught again, and I think he gets saved by the bell. Lara was in the middle of kind of another barrage. The bell goes off, and Sanchez gets to uh, survive. And then, uh, was it in the third, then, that this ended? Because... Yes, it was in the third. Okay, so round three starts, and it actually starts out probably more Lara, but then almost instantly as the announcers are like, you know what, uh, Lara's got to protect that body because uh, he was just knocked out to the body not too long ago. Like, as they were saying that, Sanchez lands to the body, and it looked like Lara wanted to go home. Like, <laughs> he wanted no part of it. If there wasn't ropes there keeping him in the ring, like, I think he would have ran home. Like, that's how hurt he was. So the only way he survives is, you know, by holding. I think he used some wizardry. There was, uh, I think he used the Jedi mind trick at one point, <laughs> but he survives and then catches uh, Sanchez again. It was just lights out. I was like, I, I thought the only way he was going to survive is because the ref was telling him like, hey, you hold again like that. I'm taking a point away. Yeah. And then Sanchez storms in to try to you know, finish him off and ends up getting finished off himself. It was incredible. Just a crazy ending to the fight. You know, it swung one way early, a complete pendulum swing the other way. And then on a dime swings back to Lara. It was incredible. Yeah. On a dime might not even do it justice. Like on a pin needle, it was crazy how much it changed because Lara was legit getting his ass beat there like you said you know Sanchez went down early and the whole fight is all over the place and everything's all crazy and it wasn't that it was crazy like sloppy crazy it was just chaos and then for the ending to happen the way that it did Lara was getting put away there was multiple times where I thought that the ref was just going to stop it because he was eating so many punches not showing anything trying to just grab he didn't even grab Sanchez around the waist he grabbed him by like his glove and was hanging on to one yeah. fist like getting thrown around while Sanchez is beating him with the other hand. And so then when the knockout happened, it was at the bell. He bends Sanchez backwards. Like he, both feet stayed on the ground underneath his body. As he bent at the knees, hits the mat going backwards. One leg pops out. He kicks the referee referee falls on top of him, jumps up and then stops the fight without even like really looking at Sanchez. Like he saw it as he was falling to the ground. This guy's dead. Well, I don't know the fight. Right. As uh, I don't know if you watched on the replay, he was actually running in to stop the fight at that point. Oh, was he before the even the knockout? So it, now granted the he was there a half a second too late because the punch landed and did knock him out. But it was crazy to see the ref 
and him like bodies tangled up. It was uh, awesome. a really, you know, <laughs> the only way this fight should have ended, you know, because everything else was crazy. Why not the ending? Yeah, I love this. Anybody who has not seen it, I believe this one was on DAZN. If you have DAZN, go back and watch it. If not, you know, even you can go onto YouTube and try to find, you know, highlights or whatever, the little DAZN packages that they put together. This one is worth checking out just to see the chaos and then to see everybody get launched all over the damn place at the ending. Such a fun fight. You have to go watch this one. Roman Gonzalez, 34 years old, coming in at 50 and three versus Julio Cesar Martinez, 27 years old, coming in at 18 and one. (laughs) I learned a couple things in this fight, Franco. I learned that Chocolatito still has it. Yep. And I learned that Julio Cesar Martinez has a chin. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I learned he has a chin? Because he wasn't blocking his face for a, probably 80% of this fight. Yep. It was incredible. The shots that he was just able to take right to the face that were snapping his head back, but was not, didn't seem to discourage him at all. Like the dude was just like a robot, kept marching forward, robot with bad defense. You know, like it was crazy that he was just not, I mean, he was affected because Gonzalez was landing some just wonderful shots. Yeah. But man, Martinez just has his hands down too much. And I just thought this was pretty one-sided throughout. Yeah, I had it scored very one-sided. I was actually surprised that it went the distance, to be honest. Like I thought Chocolatito at some point was just going to land one complete, like on a different level and then launch Julio Cesar Martinez through the atmosphere. And unfortunately, that part did not happen. But Chocolatito looked so good in this fight. Like last, was it the last fight that he lost? Yes. Is that Lost, correct? quotation Quote unquote. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the only reason why the rematch for that one, the rubber match, if you will, didn't happen was because of COVID. Uh, right. So, So now here we are. And I thought he looked so good. Like it almost looked like he was trying to send a message to everybody to say, you know, it's not Chocolatito anymore. Now it's Chocolatote. Uh, I'm I'm the big chocolate now. Watch it. Even though he's still a little <laughs> tiny dude. He's just, I, I love watching him fight. It's kind of like there's certain guys where you can just see the technical level being off the charts high. And Chocolatito is one of those dudes where not only is he technically sound, but he's like a machine. He just absorbs punishment like it's nothing, dishes it out like he's taking a walk in the park. It's it's so beautiful to watch. It really is like the sweet science with Chocolatito. Yeah, absolutely. We see a lot of talented fighters. Mm -hmm. The term I don't throw around often is a gifted fighter where I think that's the difference. Like Chocolatito, I'd say, is just a gifted fighter. Um, Mm -hmm. Lomachenko, I'd say, is just a gifted fighter. You know, yeah. like uh, Canelo Alvarez, a gifted fighter. These, you know, there's there's the elites, and this is what he is. He's just an elite. And, you know, he came off of the, you know, decision loss to Juan Estrada. Francisco Estrada. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, super close. But, you know, that's sometimes boxing is going to boxing. And uh, I'm glad that he didn't say, fuck you guys. If that's how you think it, I'm going to go home. He, you know, came back and started fighting. Although with as much as he loves the Lord, I don't even know if he's ever said fuck you before, but uh, <laughs> he is a, yeah, he's a gifted fighter. And this was a, a little treat just watching him fight a dude who was overmatched, but definitely had heart and had a chin. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that rubber match with Estrada and hopefully he takes it because, you know, I do feel he got kind of ripped off last time. Um, so yeah. 
this message. Hopefully he carries this on through and then just destroys Estrada on the next fight. That's what we're all going to be cheering for. All right, everybody. You know, they always say you can't play boxing, but on this show, we prove it every time that we can. This is where we play boxing. And there was some stuff that was still fun, Franco, that I didn't want to do a giant deep dive in, Mm -hmm. but uh, there was some fun stuff. Did you see Anthony Herrera uh, on the DAZN card come out for his, not his pro debut, his second professional fight. He came out with a Superman cape. No. Yeah. Herrera, I've learned, is uh, is a good fighter and just so much faster. He fought uh, Jose Toribio and it was a four rounder. Toribio looked like a veteran that, you know, took a fight, made this kid earn his paycheck, but it was a fun fight. Uh, So with the Superman cape, I'll be looking for more from uh, Anthony Herrera. Um, I have to go back and watch that one just for the ring walk. Yeah. What was it? A four round fight? Two round fight? Too long. I don't have time for all that. And if you like uh, boxing without violence, I recommend checking out professional debut of Sky Nicholson. Uh, she took on Jessica Juarez. Okay. And uh, Sky Nicholson was on her bike the whole fight. Juarez could not answer it. Nicholson just had a jab that she could not uh, get past. Yeah, it was kind of boring. Yeah. But that happens in a pro debut. But they expect big things out of Nicholson. But if you want to watch somebody win a fight without, you know, really engaging, this would be one to check out. Actually, you know what my favorite return of the weekend was? David Diamante's back from his motorcycle crash. It was wonderful. Good to I'd, see him. Yeah. He's moving. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, David Diamante is the ring announcer with the super, super long braids that go all the way down to like his ankles. Uh, but he was in like a terrible motorcycle accident. Couldn't walk. Couldn't like he was in really bad shape. And so to see him in the ring and doing his thing again, it's it's always nice. There's like three or four guys, maybe even five that we like when they do their their ring announcements because it feels right. You know, it feels like mm-hmm. home. And so to see him back and to hear him back, that was wonderful. Yeah. Welcome back, David. That was, that was cool to see you back. It was, you know, I'm glad the recovery was pretty quick. I'm sure for him, he's like, it took forever, but you're back and you're uh, calling Chocolatito. That's a nice welcome back. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you you mentioned Loma earlier. I think I saw that Loma is signing up for the Ukrainian Russian war. Is that, I know there's a couple of boxers that are like going back and enlisting. Yeah, I did see photos of him in military garb and that everybody's back at home. Usyk had said that he's not sure when he's going to fight again. He's got plenty more stuff to worry about. And I don't disagree with that. Come back whenever you're ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boxing is a lot less important than fighting for your country. So good for you, brother. But on a much lighter note, now that Franco brought up war on our uh, (laughs) <laughs> or, or for the punch maniacs that uh, watch some of the early stuff on the Friday night ESPN card. I had fun watching our guy, Javier Martinez from Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Okay. He took on Dante Stubbs in one of the early, I think it was, you know, the undercards. So kind of broadcast before, you know, where they switch channels and then call it a different thing. Uh, he got knocked down in the third. You know, so it was almost like the Castro fight where, you know, the kid coming in with the high expectations gets floored, but pretty much he still won the fight and throughout the rest of it was pretty dominant. And I'd say the only other one I enjoyed was there was a kid making his pro debut. His name is uh, Richard Torres. He just beat the shit out of this dude, Alan Melson. It was a second round KO. And like after the first round was nearly over, it looked like Melson wanted to go home. He's like, man, this is bullshit. He's hitting me in the face, you know, like 
so yeah it was a it was a fun little weekend of boxing uh i also had a fun weekend out in minneapolis minnesota to any new punch maniacs that joined uh after seeing my shows out there i appreciate you tuning in and listening i've had enough franco i'm throwing in the towel thank you for listening to punches and punchlines make sure to like subscribe and follow and we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor